0: What's up everybody, Travis McKenzie here. I hope you're staying safe and healthy. I know I've said this many times before, however this time I really mean it. This is a very special edition of the Inner Voice podcast. I welcome my lovely wife Lauren Phillips for the Mother's Day edition of the I'm Curious to Know project. It was great to actually sit down with each other and reminisce on how we met, share some of the stories of our first dates, and talk about how our relationship advanced very quickly following my accident. Lauren talks about her journey of getting back to fitness postpartum, and we also enjoy a round of How Well Do You Know Your Partner? This will be a fun recording for us to listen back to. I hope you enjoy getting a peek behind the curtain of the Mackenzie household. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the show. I've never been more nervous in my whole entire life. This is really quite strange to be sitting here.
1: So close to you.
0: So close to you. Welcome back to the I'm Curious to Know project presented by InnerVoice. Today, uh, obviously being Mother's Day, I wanted to bring a special guest into the room. Also, the only reason or the only way I was able to do this for 31 days in a row was to uh, strategically place my guest on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to my beautiful wife here, Lauren Phillips. Thank you. Welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: I don't know what we're going to talk about. I've made a little bit of a list here. I'd love to hear a bit more of your background um, so that people watching can know. But before we do that, let's start with how we met. I want to hear your version of that story. I'll give my version, but uh, over to you for your version of the how we met story.
1: Keep it really, really high level. I was moving to Vancouver for a job with Lululemon. And I didn't know anyone and was getting really into triathlon at that point in my athletic career, really wanted to make sure I could find a group and a pool and people to run with. That's kind of how I roll. I've had, I've lived in Baltimore and I've lived in other cities. And so as soon as I get there, I try to find a community. So I was looking on Lululemon's website and their blog and Travis happened to be on a lot of them and he was a leader of groups and really involved in the triathlon side at Lululemon and also worked at the head office. So I messaged him on Facebook and just said, hi, like I'm new to the area. I would love to learn about like where to run, what pool to go to. Like um, I'm going to be in the office in a couple of weeks and starting at Lululemon. And so I think he'd like really didn't get back to me for like months at a time, maybe. (laughs) And then eventually was like, sure, yeah, let's grab a coffee. And if you know Trav, that's like his go-to, like, let's go grab a coffee. So we met at this little place right next to Lululemon, which is like his favorite place. I'm forgetting the name right now. Panay.
0: Panay. Shout out to the gang from Panay.
1: And we just grabbed a coffee and connected and talked about triathlon community and running and lululemon and probably halfway through he drops the like and you know my girlfriend who lives with me and there was like a bit of a dagger in my heart because i was looking (laughs) at him thinking this man is so hot and his accent is amazing and he's an athlete but it was like a, a crash and i actually was dating someone at the time he was back in maine so Cool guy, great friend, and so we kind of went on our separate ways. We stayed in contact here and there. Um, I think we went for one run once. It was like this short 5K loop, and he went hard. I feel like we are doing sub-seven-minute miles, and I was kind of like, who is this dude? Like, I thought we were going to go on an easy lunch run.
0: It was an easy lunch run at the time. For, yes, for you.
1: <laughs> um, things have changed, Yeah.
0: Huh?
1: Yep. So that's where it's all started, just getting to know each other slowly over time, and we had our first date January 1st.
0: Yeah, good question. I want to give my version of that because okay. I received this uh, Facebook friend request from this attractive blonde lady that I didn't know. Uh, I had, as Lauren mentioned, had a girlfriend at the time. So I, I wasn't going to accept the friend request. About a month or two later, I accepted it. And then the message came, um, but had you know every, every, every intention of helping you out along the way. Uh, but as soon as I walked in the coffee shop, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the most attractive woman I've ever seen. It was like love at first sight, really. And then for me, uh, well, I want to talk to you about like that first little period. We uh, obviously had that first date, January. My accident that I've talked about, um, you know, quite a bit was on March 7th. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're just starting to kind of get to know each other. And all of a sudden you're thrown into this world of coming to the hospital every day to be by my bedside. Mm -hmm. And that was really confirmation for me. Um, that you were someone really special and that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. What about you? Like how hard or how, you know, what was the, what were the memories you have of, of that time?
1: I feel like that was a blur just because I was still new to Vancouver. I was new to Lululemon. Um, our relationship was really new and I was just so head over heels for this man. And we were just deep in the new relationship love. And then to have this really dramatic accident Happen And to just shift, you know, we would run together, we would eat pizza, drink wine, and then all of that changed. And we couldn't do any of that together. Like, we actually, um, one of our mutual friends, Mikey, and I would bring pizza and wine into the hospital, that I could still drink wine and eat pizza, and we would let trap have the pizza, trying to keep some kind of like relationship going how we used to do it. But I think that time also, a lot of people ask us like, oh, you guys got engaged really quickly. You got married quickly. And I think that accident was why, because when you're in that intense of a situation, you make a decision in your head, you're either all in and you're going for this and you're gonna be that person and a new relationship normally wouldn't put you in that situation. And I think, I know for Travis, he was like looking at wedding rings after in the hospital bed because it put us in such an intense situation to either support each other and be there or you know kind of walk away at that point
0: yeah there was no question for me at that time and you know our first trip back to Maine so we're living in Vancouver Lauren's originally from Maine so our first trip back to Maine was uh, July 4th long weekend I planned a run for us um, down in Kennebunk um, which is not close to where Lauren was living and her parents live and she was like why are we going all the way down there to do this run little did she know that i would mapped out this Running route for us, which included a stop at this secluded beach, so that I could propose to her. That was obviously a great memory. But I want to tell a story about when I was going to ask your dad for permission. So we uh, we were in Maine, went to went to a baseball game, the local Portland Sea Dogs uh, baseball game. Shout out to the Sea Dogs with Lauren's dad, and with the goal of of asking him uh, his permission uh, if I could marry Lauren. Lauren's dad doesn't really drink that much, but we you know we got there, we had a beer, uh, and then in my head I'm talking to myself, I'm saying. Uh, okay, after the second beer, I'll ask him. And then, like two beers in, I'm like, okay, after the fourth beer, I'll ask. And I'm by this time, I'm like, hey Bill, do you wanna do you want another beer? Uh, and he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. So I'm like, rolling up there, grabbing beers by myself. Finally, I'm like, okay, at the seventh inning, So I'm gonna ask him to marry uh, if I can marry his daughter. And then seventh inning comes and goes. Bill says, okay, time to go, let's go. Uh, I still haven't asked. On the drive home, about 20 minute drive back to their place, I'm like, oh, why don't we just go up the street and grab a beer? So we go to the lo- local restaurant, We're uh, sitting at the bar, uh, one beer. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to ask now. And then in my head, I'm like, OK, after the second beer, I'm going to ask. So this time I've had like 10 beers and still didn't ask. So we roll down their street before we get to the end of the street. I'm like, hey, Bill, there's something I need to ask you. So we're sitting out in the car.
1: And meanwhile, me and my mom are looking out the window being like, oh, they're home. And then we're like, what are they? what are they doing? Like, are they going to have a night nice kiss? Like, why are they still sitting in the car? Why aren't they coming in the house? Yeah.
0: So at the last possible moment I, I asked uh, Bill's permission and he was gladly said yes. So the next day we did our run and then, uh, yeah, we decided to get married in September of that year. And um, we had probably the most amazing wedding I've ever been to. I think it was really classic us. Um, tell Why don't you kind of share your thoughts?
1: I think we both just, We're not huge like, oh, let's do a long engagement and a long, big wedding. We both wanted a casual wedding. We wanted to do it, we were excited for it. So we said like, why not do it now? And we both love the fall, September, Maine. We wanted it to be intimate and us. And we were so lucky that Travis's parents and his best friend, Dusty, love you, Dusty, were able to come all the way over from Australia and make that work. Um, there were some guys coming from Toronto, across the country, in California, and people just were amazing about coming to support us. Like I said, it was really casual. I think it was 45 people. We did it at a little church down the street in Cape Elizabeth where I grew up. And then we had um, the dinner at a little restaurant right by my parents' house called The Good Table, which is our family's favorite restaurant. And we go there all the time. And then we went back to my parents' house and had s'mores and beers and just like hung out pretty much in the yard. And just it was really casual, really fun. And then we got scratch bagels the next morning for everyone. So it was just it was very ass. I wore like a flannel in the after party. I had a beautiful dress, um, from this designer in Vancouver, Joanna, and she has the most beautiful lace dresses and she hand makes all of them. Mm-hmm. So that was my dress. And I was like in love with it. And that felt like a little over the top for me, given how casual and yeah. you know quick our wedding was.
0: Uh, so yeah, so marriage. And then, uh, you talked about running. We, you know, a lot of our relationship in the beginning was uh, running and sports and Uh, and those type of things we got to spend quite a bit of time together we've done some amazing races together we've had some amazing training runs together are there any that really stick out in your mind as the most memorable
1: I think saying like there's some beautiful runs like in Lake Louise and like um, Canmore and all these beautiful places we when we first started dating did a trip of the month club or was that when we were first married and we would literally go somewhere within the United States or Canada every single month to travel because we both love to travel. And that was amazing. So we got to explore a lot together. Some Hawaii runs were beautiful. But I think the number one that sticks in my mind are um, both of our New York City marathons mm-hmm. that we ran together. We ran New York City marathon right after Trav's accent a year under. Yeah, year nice. yeah. And that was pretty incredible. We like held hands across the finish line. And then we've also run New York when I was pregnant with Addie. And what was amazing also about that is my best friend, Emily was running New York and she, we actually found her out of so many thousand, 50,000 people. She was in our corral and we ran half of it with her and then ended up seeing her at the end, which was like to be run with my best friend, you know, carrying my baby and having my husband there was pretty incredible. I would not recommend that four months pregnant running a marathon for anyone wasn't a good idea didn't feel great
0: that particular new york marathon was actually more mentally stressful for me than physical
1: yeah
0: um you know you're four months pregnant we were we were taking it quite easy but i was blocking the path i was like this diesel engine just chugging along blocking the path for you and there was there was one instance where lauren went to the aid station to grab a a cup of water and uh she clipped the heel or the guy behind her clipped her heels and lauren thought she the guy pushed her so I kind of, uh, you know, she's like shouting at him and swearing at him and like giving giving him a mouthful, yes, you were. So I was like kind of diffuse that situation. And then from there, I was like, you just run straight through the middle of the aid stations. And if anyone's seen or done New York Marathon, they have tables on either side. So it's a big wide boulevard or a big wide road. They have tables either side. So I said to Lauren, just run straight down the middle. And I would like do this, uh, grab her a water, bring it back, grab myself a drink. So I was kind of doing all the zigzag and blocking the path. And then we get into that part where you're coming up towards Central Park, towards mm-hmm. the end, mm-hmm. like mile twenty, and we were just like, "Let's get this done. This is mm-hmm. this is awful." Four months pregnant. Um, tell me about that first experience. Um, you know, with Addie in Canada. Uh, you know, you had a one year maternity leave. You're at Little Lemon at the time, mm-hmm. and and I know that you for a long time wanted to be a mum. So tell me what what was that experience for you, coming back from, um, the birth and and pregnancy and and getting back into sports.
1: It was you know, way more challenging than I had expected. I didn't really know a lot of moms, young moms who had young babies who were athletes at the time. I have an incredible group of women in Maine who I run with, who I've run with forever, who are incredible moms, but their kids are all teens. They've been a huge support for me through everything, but I didn't know anyone with a young baby who was a runner. So everything was really new to me. So I just really tried to educate myself and what I am so grateful for in Canada is how much they educate you and talk about your pelvic floor as a runner, as a woman, as someone who just had a baby and how important that is. So really early on, I realized how important the pelvic floor was, strength, breath work. So I started, you know, rehabbing my body uh, a week after Adelina was born and just with breath work, and breathing, and stretching, and just kind of trying to get my body to, to come back to a bit of like, how do things work again, after you just have child, which is a huge impact to your body. Mm-hmm. And it took time, I think a lot of people would look at me and say, Oh, you know, you'll bounce right back, you'll lose all this weight, you'll breastfeed. And that was not my situation at all. I really had to work, I had to work Fitness-wise, I had to work with my diet, I had to really do all the things to get slowly back to where I wanted to be, and I was very slow with it. I waited the full seven weeks, I did a pelvic floor exam, Um, I only ran on soft surfaces, it was a very slow build to get back to running, because I wanted to be careful, I did not want to hurt myself. Kara Goucher is a huge, huge idol of mine, and I remember reading something about her jumping back into running too soon after she had Colt and how much it's impacted her knees later in life, because everything's connected to your pelvic floor. Everything's connected to your deep core. And I didn't want to set myself up to be in an injury state. So that was the beginning. And then I think, you know, I had a year maternity leave, but Travis was also building a company at the same time. So, you know, you think, oh, you have a year maternity leave. You're not working. You have all this free time. Not really the case because you have a baby with you. You have a husband who's starting a new business. You know, there's a lot of stroller running, a lot, a lot of that. My friend Sachi was incredible and would support me when I'd say, I need a run. Can you take Addie just for a little bit? So Addie and her little daughter, Isabel, would play. Sachi would watch them and I would go run around um, in Vancouver, the seawall for like, you know, a couple, couple miles, four miles, five miles. And just really trying to get in fitness whenever I could. I set some goals that may have been a little aggressive the first year. I wanted to run a marathon in under 310. I wanted to do a half marathon. But again, it was a build. My coach and really good friend at the time, Kate, uh, also lived in Vancouver, a couple streets away from us. So she actually did a lot of my training runs with me to build up to marathon. Thank God for my girlfriends. Thank God for the support that I got because it was incredible how much my friends supported me. Travis, of course, did everything he could to support me and support those goals too, but he was also building a business and burning it on both ends while we had a baby. Yeah. The first year I look back and it was a grind and it was beautiful, but running is a huge part of who I am. It's a community. I was running with Mile to Marathon in vancouver and i still love them and i still run with kate um through them but i actually the my first track workout brought adelina in a stroller and there it's not like it's just like 10 people it's a packed track girls boys men women all together and i said to dylan and kate i'm like do you guys mind if i just like leave her on the corner of the track while i do my 400s and we would joke and dylan's like just so this isn't a babysitting suit I (laughs) i was like kate agreed to it kate and kim both said that they would watch Addie on the different corners. So I did a track workout with this big group of people and they supported me through it. And I remember leaving Addie at the stroller at one end and just like running back and forth. And then we took her out. And what's amazing is actually Addie took her first steps at a mile to marathon workout because mm-hmm. I brought her to it and Travis was there too and so it's just you get it done like yeah. running's important so I made time for it I had support from my girlfriends and I took it really slow with the physical um, comeback.
0: Yeah, yeah, you did a great job and I think uh, you know you glossed over the fact that you the goal was to run a sub three ten and you like we went to California International Marathon at the end, the end of that year um, so Addie was what like seven months. You know, people talk about mum's strength and postpartum is really difficult. The way that I see it is there's actually also this intense focus because you have less time, you have less uh, ability to do the things that you you want to do training-wise and and things like that. So you, when you do get that time and you get that chance, you really focus on getting the most out of those and you become um, better at, at using your time and managing your time. Would you say that's fair?
1: Super fair. And I would plug that it's the same as moms in the workforce. I completely agree. I think moms sometimes get the, oh, they're pulled in different directions. They have kids, they have these things, but you know what I feel is when moms are at work, they are dialed, they are focused. They can get things done very efficiently because they only have so much time. Mm -hmm. So they get a lot more done and they're more focused. And I think that's the same with running. Um, and I also like the mom strength thing. I've run my fastest times all the first year Addie was born mm-hmm. because I was, I think I was focused. I was excited about it. It was my time alone. Um, and I think there is an element of mom strength the first like six months postpartum.
0: Yeah. Compare that with, with this time around, you know, in Canada, we mentioned you got a, a one year maternity leave, which is amazing. You have to spend time with your girlfriends who are going, you know, they had their babies around the same time. So you had a you know, you had a really good time to spend with Adelina. And then this time around, uh, your three-month maternity leave ended up being less than that because the global pandemic hits. We keep Adelina home as of basically the beginning of March. So no longer is it just you and Tobin together. It's all four of us here in our our place. Um, How's that transition been for you going back to work over the last three weeks, I guess, working from home? But, you know, what's that transition been like for you personally?
1: back to work has actually been a lot better than I thought. I had put something up on social media about how much anxiety I was having about going back to work with Tobin so little. And I got some wonderful messages and one that really sticks with me is my sister's really good friend Alicia wrote me and said, it's usually the anxiety of going back that's way worse than actually going back and that's exactly what happened. I told Travis the other day, I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually am enjoying, I'm really enjoying being back to using my brain. And I think the fact that I can see my babies, both of them, I can hold Tobin, I can nurse him while I'm still back at work, as much as it's really challenging sometimes to be on conference calls and have to mute my audio and my video so I can nurse. I'm just grateful. And it's nice to be back into the flow of work. I think the one good thing about a shorter maternity US leave is you're not... It's not a whole year where you've been out of work where you're out of touch with what's going on the systems, um, the projects like I was really able to jump pretty much back into everything that I was doing prior to. um, Going on maternity leave and there's some amazing collaborations that i've been working on at new balance and one of them is just coming to light next week so to be able to be back for that to go live is really exciting. And so it's not been as bad as I thought it was going to be. But the challenge of two people working with two small ones in the house is complete chaos.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I want to, well, I want to get back to that, but I also want to give some context around your career. You've been in apparel right from the moment you got out of college um, at Reebok, at Under Armour, at LL Bean, at Lululemon, now at New Balance. Um, So you've built a career in in apparel and I'd love for you to share some more context on the, collaborations and the work that you've been able to do in the first couple of years that you've been here uh, in Boston with New Balance?
1: Yeah, so it's been a year and a half at New Balance, and this role is exciting because not only am I managing a part of the business that has been known and been around, but I'm also doing um, speed to market and collaborations. New Balance has never had speed to market for apparel before, and that just means bringing a collection to the customer in a faster timeline, so being more aware of trends so we had our first one um, that i worked on go live i think it was in the fall with the cheetah print that um like emma coburn and all them were sporting beautifully and it was just amazing to see them wear the product that we worked really hard to bring to market just based on seeing a trend my friend and colleague kevin Q, thank you for that. Thank you for getting it on the right people. I really appreciate that. Um, so that was exciting. And then collaboration. So working with other brands or influencers with New Balance to bring a collection together. And um, there's an amazing fashion brand out of LA called Stodd. It was started by Sarah Stodinger, And it's just really cool uh, boutique fashion. Um, she does a lot of 90s. She's really inspired by... eras I guess I would say so really 90s inspired at the moment and just really she's known for her bags but her apparel is incredible too and we are launching our collab with her next week we actually just got on the front of women's health magazine for this month in the apparel, the collab between New Balance and Staud. I think that's really exciting. We have two other um, brands that I'm working on right now that I can't really talk about, but they're also very exciting. And um, I enjoy the work because it's something different for me other than doing just inline product.
0: Yeah, I'm proud of you. You've done some amazing work and it's always really cool to see the product that you work on kind of come to life, whether it be on social media or you strutting around the house in it. I've uh, seen people out in the wild with it on as well is, is really cool. I want to get back to that two parents, two kids working from home. I know we're not alone. There's millions and millions of parents doing the same thing, but I actually think it's probably helped a little bit with our communication around like, what have you got on? What have I got on? What can we move? What can we change? What's important? And then I go ahead and throw this on the calendar to have a daily live stream Uh, every day in May
1: slightly extreme if anyone knew that about him potentially it's either zero or nine million like Ironman's extreme 140 mile bike races a podcast every single day in the month of May as opposed to maybe two in the month or once a week but you know what I knew that (laughs) But I married you you are not you didn't change
0: this is what I'm telling this is what I keep telling you no surprises here I do want to ask you a, a bit of, um, you know, it might be a controversial question, but who's your favorite child?
1: It depends what time of the day. It really <laughs> depends. I love them both equally, but it really just depends. I would say Tobin's getting a bit of the nod right now because um, my parents are visiting and whenever my parents are around, Adelina doesn't like Travis and I anymore and we become like on the SA the I shit? shit, the shit yeah. list, totally. And she only wants my mom and I'm like, I birthed you it's mother's day. Like he won't even let me snuggle you. So today, even though Tobin kept me up, he's my favorite child today.
0: Well, yeah, we do. We are dealing with a three-nager. Um, and I also feel like sometimes I just want to finish that thought on the, um, on two parents working. I think sometimes it feels like our child Adelina is being raised by ABC mouse but that's okay. You got to do what you got to do.
1: We get her outside as much as we possibly can. And I think at the beginning of all this, we did the whole chart and we mapped out the hours, what she'd be doing. And then that all also went to shit. And if I, if anyone says shit in the house, they're not allowed to have a movie night. So I don't get to have a movie night because I keep saying shit. Every
0: night you miss out.
1: And Adelita reminds me, no movie night, mama. You can't say that bad word. Yeah.
0: And if any of you follow me on Instagram, we've been, well, we used to do the joke of the day. With Addie and then Lauren said I was being a bit of a stage mum, um, setting up the scene and trying to coerce her to do it. So we had to put that on pause for a while. But uh we she might come in and tell a joke. Maybe yeah. we should get her in a bit. So I do wanna I do wanna uh ask a little bit of questions here. We're gonna call I'm calling it the COVID nineteen questions. Lauren thinks it's too many, so we may cut it short, but we're gonna try here. So I'm gonna ask her the question and this is your answering for what I think, and I'm gonna answer for what you think. Do you understand? Yeah um when your partner was a child what did they want to be when they grew up you go first
1: travis wanted to be an aussie rules football player for sure correct what did i want to be
0: uh u.s women's soccer team what was the answer
1: i don't actually really remember but it wasn't a soccer player. so
0: i couldn't have got it right there because you didn't have an answer for it (laughs) okay so we'll call that one one (laughs) name a country your partner would love to visit
1: i think he wants to go back to spain really bad
0: Switzerland. Okay. I'd go back to Switzerland. Yeah. Okay. That's my choice. I'd go back to Switzerland. My answer for you would be Portugal.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely want to go to Portugal. Our neighbor, Joe, is from there. My girl, Sachi, her husband, Mark, has a lot of heritage there. They got married there. We'd love to go there.
0: Yep. Did your partner have a nickname as a child? And what was it? And bonus point, did they like the nickname?
1: I think it's only probably Mac, but people did call him Trevor sometimes mm. by accident. He hates that. H.
0: That's true. That is my least favorite thing. So if you want to get me riled up, call me Trevor and then uh, see what yeah, see what happens. Uh, T-Mac, yeah, I got T-Mac a little bit. Rage Unit, I used to be called Rage because I was like a bit angry. oh. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I would say yours would be Lulu. Is that a nickname you had as a kid?
1: My cousin slash nanny slash best friend slash everything Olivia started Lulu, I think. Lulu Bug, so yeah, it's like with my cousins.
0: So I get a point. Yeah. I think I'm right on the money so far. Yeah. Which of your partner's achievements are they most proud of?
1: I think it's definitely having kids for you. No.
0: (laughs) That was a deep pause, wasn't it? That was a long pause. It's not. Uh, I was thinking
1: more. Not kid related, like before kids.
0: Well, I wasn't thinking that.
1: Maybe he did a nine hour and six minute Ironman. Uh, Maybe that in Melbourne.
0: I don't even have an answer for this actually.
1: Great. Just Um, gave you one.
0: Yeah. Yours would be, I think, well, having kids. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Aside from that, I would say you're a race in California. Yep. Yep. Pretty good. This is going to be a good one. What is your partner's least favorite housework task?
1: Anything related to cleaning. That could be the bathroom, the kitchen, vacuuming probably.
0: Yeah. Vacuuming. Yeah, I don't really like any of it. I'm a good laundry... Dishes, I'm good. Taking out the trash, I'm good. good Anything else, not good. Not interested. Yours would be taking out the trash. Or anything to bugs. Bugs, picking up bugs.
1: So I think you got that wrong. It would be bugs.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. bugs first, trash second. I'm going to throw in a bonus question here. So we are going to get to 19. And it kind of relates to this. What's the biggest, what's your biggest pet peeve about me?
1: I think it is...
0: We're running out of time.
1: Uh... (laughs) Things have to be very extreme um, sometimes. And I think he's gotten a lot better at it. And I think your podcast with Dusty, you talked about this, but yeah, can be pretty extreme with things.
0: Yeah, I see that. Yours is, um, my my biggest pet peeve, I was ready for this one. You have this habit of overfilling the garbage. Like it literally is is full to the brim and you still find a way to put garbage on the top. It's a family thing. thing. It's a family thing. Uh, It gets me going. Golly, gosh. Uh, Outside of your career, what's something that your partner considers themselves talented at?
1: Outside of their career? I think Travis is like a phenomenal athlete. And I don't think he's been able to fully show that in the last five years, but he is one of the most athletically gifted people I've ever seen. And the mental capacity, the mental strength he has, it's incredible. So I'd say that.
0: Thank you. I would say yours is running you would be proud of your talent at running. I think you have a natural ability that I think you haven't tapped into either. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a different answer? No,
1: I think I'll take that. Okay. For now.
0: Um, What's your, (laughs) this one would be funny. What's your partner's favorite smell? Coffee. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, Linden times two coffee.
0: Oh yeah. Love a good cup. Mine. cup of seven in the morning. I would say flowers. It's a pretty good one. I think you like flowers a lot. You like the smell of flowers. Um, and I was going to say, well, lilacs, is that your, I'm doing so good here. Uh, what's your partner's favorite flavor of ice cream?
1: Honeycomb or like a fruit flavor. You never do like the chocolates. I would say it's rain or shine honeycomb.
0: Yeah. Honeycomb for sure. Anyone who's been through landmark chocolate or vanilla choose. (laughs) I remember that. Chocolate or vanilla choose.
1: Landmark is a program that if you're at Lululemon back in the day, they had, everyone had to go to it and it was a bit. Some thought of it as like cultish because you do a whole weekend long where they kind of break you down and then build you back up. And it's a lot of um, writing notes to people and calling people you may have wronged or it's very intense. And I have a really good story of me sitting next to our this man. And I had to share a letter I wrote my dad, which was very personal and very intense. And he just happened to be sitting next to me. I didn't know who he was. And we shared these very personal letters and then I think it was later in the day, maybe he spoke and introduced himself as um, the new CFO at Lululemon. So I didn't know, but I was sharing this very deep personal letter with him, but landmark is intense. And I actually am really grateful I did it. I'm I'm happy I got to do it. Yeah. A lot of people feel it's a very polarizing thing.
0: Yeah. Um, side note. Side note. Um, favorite flavor of ice cream for you? I would say, oh, huh, sure. Sh- oh. Shop. Do that.
1: You're gonna cut my face. Uh,
0: cookie, cookie, and the cookie dough.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say
0: mint. mint. Actually, mint <laughs> chocolate chip. Good though. <laughs> Straw chocolate mint, mint. All right, mint. mint. Noted. Okay, good. Um, what type of music does your partner secretly like? Maybe not so secretly. What's a mu? What's musical taste they have that most people wouldn't know they enjoy?
1: Travis, you know, he absolutely loves like hardcore rap. any hardcore rap he loves it
0: yeah 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 above and beyond yours is country music Mm
1: -hmm, definitely
0: yeah what does your partner typically look forward to most about the weekend
1: sleeping more coffee sleeping more
0: and mowing the lawns
1: yes that's a new one though
0: yeah uh yours is probably going for a long run and going to the coffee shop definitely yeah i'm so good at this game uh what are your partner's favorite aspects of their work
1: Travis is really creative. So I would say the creative outlet and connecting. I think he is the biggest connector of people I've ever met. He loves to connect people. He's a community connector. Um, He likes those relationships. So
0: Yeah, good answer. I would say for you too, that creative side, like looking at trends, looking at what's coming, being able to really develop that creative side. And you don't always get to flex those muscles, but I feel like that's your favorite part.
1: Definitely.
0: Another point to me. What purchase is your partner currently considering what's on their wish list?
1: Oh gosh, I feel like he actually just got all his wish list things, which were a ride-around lawnmower, a weed whacker, a wheelbarrow, maybe a, a ladder. A wheel
0: wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow. Barrel. It's not a wheelbarrow.
1: It's barrow?
0: Barrow. It's a wheelbarrow. <laughs> it's not definitely not a wheelbarrow. I feel like you get a lot of like little things. You're not like a big Purchase type of person we know well this would be good what was the worst trouble that you your partner got into as a child and what was the punishment
1: i feel like you got in trouble all the time maybe it was when travis would throw his sandwiches every day (laughs) that his mom made him over the fence at school like every day like not not eating it now and then i think your brother told on you and he had to go back to where all those sandwiches were on the other side of the fence and eat them
0: yeah, that was that's like child abuse.
1: Right. I love you, Kathy. Though I love you. Um,
0: well, sort to of.
1: <laughs> Top deb as a kid.
0: Yeah, I was a little shithead.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Um,
0: so that story. So I I used to hate sandwiches, and every day I'd get a sandwich in my lunchbox. Didn't want to eat it. So, uh, but if I didn't eat it, I would get in trouble for not eating my lunch. So on the way home, I'd grab it out of my thing. It was in a little plastic wrap, plastic bag, and throw it over the fence at the school. And my brother was usually with me we went to the same school we would go home together and one day he like I was doing something wrong to him and he said that he was going to tell mom and dad that I throw my sandwiches over the fence and I said I whatever I don't care um, and in the back of my mind I'm like for sure like dogs have eaten them or like some some animal has eaten those sandwiches and I'm going to get off scot-free so we marched up to the school and they were there they were all there I didn't have to eat them all I had to like take a bite out of one of the sandwiches story comes out (laughs) yeah um and then for you was I think your trip where sherman um all of your friends were in a hotel room you're on a school trip and the friends were drinking
1: we were in our ap government class in high school you went to dc new york York.
0: well let me try so you're in your ap government class and you went to new york and some of your friends were drinking sherwin the snitch sherwin um if you're watching your snitch told on you guys and you got in trouble and you got you couldn't go to the prom or we got
1: suspended
0: suspended boom.
1: actually kind of didn't care like to be honest i think i didn't drink and people were smoking weed and i told them and there's definitely other things that i've gotten real real in trouble for um
0: well that was my guess but yeah, maybe there's more
1: yeah there's other ones but that they actually were like you know what you can't go to book club. Like you're suspended for two days such a
0: nerd. It's good. You were in your government class. You couldn't go to book club. You weren't even drinking. And then final question, what the heck are we gonna have for dinner?
1: We ask this pretty much every day. I talk with my friend Sachi a lot, but we talk about how during COVID and I think during maternity leave, like your number one thing you get excited for is food. And so usually around two o'clock is when we start talking about what's for dinner. Um, luckily we do purple carrot most nights. We yep. get that delivery. Uh, and then on the weekends we make stuff. So maybe our go-to is usually quesadillas Mm. or a big salad.
0: We'll see. Um, shout out to purple carrot. What a, what a, what a great organization. So this has been amazing. You're, I like seeing you laugh. And part of the reason, sometimes part of the reason why I wanted to do this is like, I think it's to be fun to like, look back on and have. This moment. So happy Mother's Day!
1: Thank you. I, I have to it. shout out for the shirt that Travis got me for Mother's Day. We have an amazing friend who is in Maine, and she started um, Inside Women's Work, and it's all about women who own businesses, and she's just highlighting them, and she created these t-shirts, and Travis got me it for Mother's Day, and I love it.
0: Yeah, we got a we got a special guest who's coming to join the show here. Tell me your joke of the day, please.
1: Yeah, tell the joke of the day.
0: Speak up with a big voice.
1: Tree knocks down a bird feeder.
0: What tree knocks down a bird feeder?
1: What? Because it wanted to put the
0: bird feeder Oh my goodness.
1: The goodness. Uh,
0: good job, Addie. Well done.
1: That was your own made-up joke.
0: Yeah, and very topical. She's looking outside at the tree with the bird feeder on it, so mm-hmm. good job. Do you want to say anything about Mama?
1: Mother's
0: Day. Mother's Day. What else? Uh,
1: Did you make me a card? Yeah
0: yeah yeah okay well sweetie we're gonna ask mama three three final questions okay and then we're gonna go have lunch these are the three questions we asked at the end of every show uh what's one thing that's changed during isolation that you want to keep once we move past this current phase
1: what's funny is i've heard you ask this to other people and there's really not a lot because i'm really proud of the fact that we always eat every meal together we get out for walks like we're just it's already what we've been doing and there's not really anything big because we've been living a bit of this isolation life since Christmas so this isn't really that different for us or that new we spend a lot of time together as is yeah I think probably just being more grateful and realizing how lucky we are that we're all healthy
0: yeah what's one thing you thought was important before isolation that you're happy to leave in the past
1: I would like as much as I love running we've talked a lot about running fitness like it's important to me but my health is number one and my family and being healthy for my family. So as much as I wanna get back to running and I wanna get fit, I've definitely taken a huge step down and back in terms of the intensity and needing to get fit quick um, mm-hmm. because you know my big race probably won't happen in October, but either way, it's just not what's super important to me right now.
0: What's been your most memorable moment during isolation?
1: That's a tough one. I don't know. There's a lot. I feel like we've laughed a lot at the chaos and craziness of being at home with two kids and our schedule and like Addie's just hilarious. So I feel like there's been a lot of like true belly laugh moments. Um, just with some of the stuff she comes up with. Yeah. She told me yesterday to just deal mama and we were laughing pretty hard at that, where this attitude comes from. Yeah. No idea.
0: I've been reading this book to her. It's an Aussie book that I used to read as a kid, and then she memorises it. She like literally memorised word for word, and she sat down in front of us and read the read the book, but like had memorised it, and it like brought a tear to my eye. I was I was so proud of her and the ability to spend that time with her, and like for me, uh, to be able to be with you guys and not have to travel and be on the road has been amazing. So I'm very grateful for this time. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. Happy thanks. Mother's Day to all the mothers out
0: yeah. there. Yeah. Shout out to all the moms. Um, thank you so much for joining us. I'll be back tomorrow, regular schedule time, three thirty p.m. Eastern. Um, much to Lauren's <laughs> joy, that I'm going to continue to do this every day in May, uh, and hopefully you'll join us then. But uh, until until then, have a great Mother's Day. Enjoy. Take care of each other. All the best. Well. That was fun. I appreciate Lauren for being such a good sport. I can't remember the last time the two of us just sat down and talked for 45 minutes straight. Definitely not in the last eight weeks. As always, I appreciate you being here and listening to the Inner Voice Podcast. We are currently 10 days into May, which means 21 days to go. 21 more enlightening and impactful conversations to be had. I can't wait and I hope you'll tune in all month. Until next time, I'm Travis McKenzie and this is the Inner Voice Podcast.